Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk and our limited series on cocktail modifiers. Alkademics.com defines a cocktail modifier as a cocktail ingredient, usually alcoholic and typically fortified wine or a liqueur, that both softens the base spirit and adds flavor to the drink. In this series, we'll talk to the experts, bar professionals, and regular folks like us to better understand what modifiers are and how to use them. Next up, chartreuse. Welcome listeners. Today we are speaking with Kyle Strategier from the Soul Bar in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the podcast, Kyle. Hi, thanks for having me. I always enjoy our conversations. We appreciate that. So first off, could you just give us the recipe for chartreuse? Yeah, well, um, 100%. There's only uh, two living <laughs> humans at a time that uh, have it. Um, it contains over 130 ingredients, um, and it's a combination of, uh, you know, uh, cold and hot um, infusion techniques. So it's pretty easy to master right away. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and who who created this mysterious recipe? Uh, so this was uh, created by the uh, monks in France. Uh, so the Carthusians uh, back in um, 1605 originally um, were um, working on medicinal uh, tinctures. Uh, now, the um, production of the uh, items uh, didn't really come around till um, like 1840 as we know it today. But uh, early on, what would be used is uh, cholera epidemics, uh, fatigue, discomfort. And you saw a lot of these uh, herbal remedies uh, early on uh, being used in this kind of method. This group of monks basically would forage, find all the ingredients locally, uh, finding some had better qualities for different aspects. And we would combine them together in order to make kind of a cure-all, which was really popular, especially in like alchemy in the day of having these uh, curative tonics. Hmm. And why do you think they, they've kept it such a secret? Well, uh, it, it's not uncommon, um, especially in like Trappist monks with their beer recipes. Uh, you know, this is a, a tradition that's passed down um from monk to monk inside of this order and uh it really has to do with uh part of their worship and part of what they're trying to do for their community so to just write down the recipe and hand it out i think would be kind of betraying the tradition betraying a lot of that uh history that they've built but uh i'll tell you my theory as well is that uh the ingredient list that they're using today is going to be different than what they were using back when it first started. And they're going to be um, changing it as it goes through, just because if, you know, you deal with agriculture, you're going to know that sometimes the crops that you get in or the different ingredients you get in are going to taste different. So in order to make sure that it actually uh, has consistency. And, you know, if you try a bottle from 20 years ago and you try it against the one that you have, you know, brand new today, the consistency is there. So what that tells me is that they're adjusting that formula and that it's actually the same process they had with cognac that you have to basically brew and blend and distill and get used to what these flavors are and how you're going to blend them together for an entire lifetime. And that's only entrusted to two individuals. It's not that only two people know the recipe. 
So what you're saying is, is that these monks have excellent palates. And so they can say, okay, so this doesn't grow anymore. So this is what we can use to uh, duplicate that flavor profile. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's not uncommon from, you know, more open uh, industries like we know with uh, Hennessy and other uh, great cognac brands that the when you come into the tasting and you're hired on as a taster, you already have an excellent palate but you will spend up to 10 years just tasting before your notes and before your opinion is even considered in the discussion. So that gives you an idea of that process of uh, what it takes to get used to, okay, this is what it needs. This is, you know, what's there. Um, And like, for me, that's just one of those things of like, wow, someone can commit their entire life to just one product, one brand, one blend. Um, You know, not to say that there aren't unique ones. Uh, There's definitely some special cuvées that come out of chartreuse. And as you know, most listeners are probably familiar with, but in case you're not, uh, you have three that you're going to find more commonly on the U.S. market. That's going to be green chartreuse, which is known as kind of like more alcohol taste, a little bit more herbal yellow, which is going to be sweeter. Um, and it's going to be a little bit softer on the palate. Uh, and then you have the elixir, which is almost used like a bitters that's supposed to resemble more of the original tonic, uh, that they would have had, um, back when it first came out. And for those, you're just using dashes. Um, and you know, the nice thing is, is that it's a smaller bottle, a little bit easier to fit in a bar kit if you're wanting to get that same kind of impact. Speaking of that, it seems lately, at least, that when I talk to bartenders, chartreuse is the hardest thing for them to find and to keep on their shelf. Do you have any idea why that is? Uh, So it's a a three-fold problem. (laughs) First, you have the popularity of the cocktail scene has propelled chartreuse into the public knowledge. And, uh, you know, when I see an article on like USA Today talking about a chartreuse swizzle, I know that we've kind of reached kind of peak knowledge of (laughs) chartreuse as being available. Uh, So before this, you know, even 10 years ago, you could say chartreuse and most people are going to be like, I've never seen that bottle. I don't know what that bottle's for. What, you know, uh, aside from- Or I've only heard of the color. Yeah. There was a small spike in popularity, mainly in uh, L.A., uh, back in the uh, 60s when they would have uh, swamp parties of, you know, yellow chartreuse punch, which was kind of big in the uh, swinger scene, which may have actually caused it not to become very popular right away uh, <laughs> due to notoriety. But so, you know, popularity. So have people heard of it now? Yes, people have heard of it. So more people are going out of their way to find those bottles and buy them and try it. Uh, along with the uh, monks saying, you know, we are not going to increase production they, they're not stopping production by any means, but they are not going to increase the amount they're putting out because the way this relationship works is the monks are not businessmen. They, they are not actually involved in the sell of the product. Uh, that is left to another company that markets and sells and distributes. So the order has said, look, there, there's no extra monks. There's no extra production facilities. We don't want this to become such a large part that we don't have time for prayer in our life and the way of life uh, as we know it. So they have stopped increasing any production uh, for world uh, distribution. So that's going to limit supply. Uh, So aside from popularity, aside from them uh, not producing anymore. Yeah. I I think that you also have like the scarcity uh, thing where 
when everyone knows like, Hey, they're not making any more. Well, then we're all buying it up. So, you know, anytime that I see it in the liquor store, I'm buying it. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a lot more people like that. And that's the same thing that's happened in the bourbon industry is people then say like, oh, I don't think that they have a lot of this. So now you have a lot of people on the market are buying it and uh, holding onto it. And of course, it's popular. So even if you buy it and try to hold onto it, um, you're probably going to be selling it pretty quickly if you're a bar. Right. And what uh, could you just name some popular cocktails that use chartreuse? Oh, yeah. As I mentioned already, the chartreuse swizzle um, is one of those uh, fun ones if you're really just trying to get into the spirit itself. But you also have last word is definitely a favorite. And then you have all the variations. I know that uh, Death and Co made a really good one called The Last Ward, uh, which switched over to tequila. Um, you know, there's a lot of wonderful drinks that uh, definitely use chartreuse. And the reason why my brain is uh, kind of fried is that we've been looking for so many substitutions. And so now we've been looking at uh, using Genevieve Alps and using a lot of other, um, you know, there's actually a local US made uh, version of a chartreuse now. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're developing it and trying to take it in some new directions. But yeah, if, if you look at your cocktail guide, there's some wonderful cocktails. Definitely use that chartreuse. Awesome. Wonderful. Anything else we need to know about chartreuse, Kyle? Be responsible with it. It is a higher alcohol content. So, you know, someone who's maybe used to picking up a bottle of Midori and using it as a modifier, uh, you're not adding a lot of extra alcohol to your cocktail. But when you're uh, working with chartreuse, you are adding a decent amount of alcohol. So keep that in mind. And then also, you know, just remember that, uh, Due to the the scarcity right now, and or the seeming uh, scarcity, uh, that when you go out to your favorite cocktail bar, you might get a substitute or be offered a substitute. You know, and be respectful uh, if you do see it. Um, you know, if, if you like to do your you know little shots of uh, chartreuse, uh, maybe not you know doing five or six in front of everyone and finishing the bottle <laughs> <laughs> all right great advice kyle well the kyle strategier with soul bar in columbus ohio thank you so much for educating us on chartreuse we appreciate it oh it's always a pleasure and thanks for having me on listeners please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Seabus Craft Cocktail Tour. Visit our website at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for cocktail tour dates, women and whiskey tastings, special events, merchandise. And if you're looking for a gift for that special person in your life, get them a gift card to our cocktail tour. Thank you to the biographer for our original music. And please remember to drink responsibly and be cocktail curious. Cheers. This has been a Last Call Productions production.